The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Ready to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. And welcome to Sports Info UM. You just got Daryl, baby, and I'm holding it down. Hey guys, it's a whole lot going on in the world of sports. And one of the things I want to talk about is the Jaguars that hired Monty Kiffin. And Monty Kiffin is 76 years old. Oh my goodness. I understand the Jaguars got to be, they got to be, they got to really be struggling and got to really be contemplating this move. But 76 years old, Monty Kiffin, I'm, this is, this is, this has to be a slap in the face to a lot of coaches out there that are trying to make it to be an NFL coach someday. That the Jaguars, as bad as this organization is, that they would overlook so many qualified applicants to hire a 76-year-old as a defensive assistant. Not, not a defensive consultant, a defensive assistant I, I think this is just this is almost embarrassing to the Jaguars for them to actually make this move I, I I don't understand it I wish I could understand this you know and I understand Monty Kiffin been in the, been around the NFL 28 years in the NFL and let's let's give Monty Kiffin his due now this is a guy that that we have to have to understand that he was named. He named a defense. A defense was named after this guy. The Tampa Two is a defense that was named after Monty Kiffin when he won the Super Bowl in Tampa. You know, so it, this is this is a a legendary coach. But hey, I don't. I I really don't see Coach Snellenberger coming back and being a a defensive assistant. And Monty Monty Kiffin and Coach Snellenberger got to be around the same age. This this. This coach is 76 years old. I, I, I don't understand it. You know, and Monty Kiffin, I didn't, I didn't even know this until I did a little research on him today. Monty Kiffin was in, has been around college football for 21 years. You know, and, and some of that time he was with his son out over in USC as a, uh, as a defense coordinator. But wow. And, and, you know, as we talk about coaches, I guess I got to talk a little bit about this one. Bill Belichick hires his son to be a defensive assistant as well. You know, we if we're going to give Monty Kiffin his credit for coming back and being a defensive assistant at 76, well, let's give Bill Belichick um, his credit for hiring his son, or I guess showing as much nepotism as one person can do. You know, my goodness, um, 
Bill Belichick hires his son who has one year of playing experience in college football, but he had four years of playing um, lacrosse at Rutgers. And then he went on to be the long snapper, you know, the guy that snaps the ball on X point, field goal, and punt. The long snapper at Rutgers for one year while he was there. And now uh, Bill Belichick has hired his son to be the safety's assistant coach. And I, 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 this is, a, I think, the biggest form of nepotism we'll probably ever ever see in our life and in, in, in my life. But I can't blame Belichick. You know, and I don't. I guess I blame him for making a making him a sister, because here's another guy that's being picked from the cherry tree, just the sweet pickers of the tree, instead of going through the the rugged rigmarole and some coach cussing you out on the level of high school assistant coach or washing dirty laundry as a head coach or an assistant coach at a high school or some low-level college program, some junior college program, hoping and dreaming that you could work hard enough and put the work in to someday be an assistant coach in the NFL. And here this guy played rugby for four years and was a long snapper for one year. And he was, you know, he's been around the, the, um, the program at New England for, for three years. But still, is he really worthy of being an assistant at that level? I don't see it, really. There's no way he can be an assistant in the NFL playing, uh, only being in the league only being around football, the NFL, for, for three years and only playing for one year in college as a long snapper. I just, I, I'm still baffled by that decision that, um, that Bill Belichick has made with, with his team. I don't, I don't see that one. But, hey, we'll, when you're a good program like the New England Patriots, when you have a winning tradition like the New England Patriots, I guess you can hide some some positions because I'm sure this guy as an assistant safeties coach with the New England Patriots, uh, Bill Belichick's son, he will not, and I'm, I can almost guarantee you this, he will, he will not have no more duties than he's had in the last three years with the team. So as much as you think he might do a little bit more, I seriously doubt it. Um, but he is Bill Belichick's son. Johnny Manziel. <laughs> Johnny Manziel. Yeah, he's, he's, going, he's going to the U, baby. Drew Rosenhaus. Drew Rosenhaus, former University of Miami. He's an alumnus from University of Miami. Never played any sports, but he took some real good business classes while he was there. And uh, I remember when Drew was there, and I remember when he got his start. He, he took the big names from the U.M., you know, I didn't go with him. I probably should have, as a matter of fact, when I look back at my life. But he took the big names. He was, he was, he took classes with uh, with us at the University of Miami, and uh, I remember this guy in some of the business classes while we were at the University of Miami. Drew Rodenhouse, but um, Alonzo Highsmith. I'm almost sure he signed with him that year. Um, Jerome Brown signed with Drew. Uh, Winston Moss he signed with Drew. And eventually, a lot of other guys um, signed with Drew. Melvin Bratton, 
um, signed with Drew. Uh, we we pretty much made this guy um, who he is. And so, hey, when I, I'm not I'm not gonna say that, but the University of Miami had a lot to do with Drew being who he is. And when you look back at um, some of his, at his client list, you'll probably you you'll see exactly what I'm talking about because he's one of the biggest names in the business as far as um, NFL agents and sports agents. And um, now Johnny Manziel is with the powerhouse of Drew Rosenhaus. And Drew's actually saying that um, Johnny Manziel has has people that are interested in him, and uh, people want to see him want want him to to be a part of the program. So. I could, um, I could I could see this happening real soon if 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 he has Drew in his corner, maybe Drew can can keep him on the right track or get him on the right track and keep him on the right track. Uh, Drew's dealt with some heavy hitters, and um, so I, I think he can he could also you know he could be one of those hitters that that um, Johnny jump into and and give Johnny an upper hand on what's going on out here in the real world. Because uh, Johnny Mazel, if you don't get yourself together uh, real soon, wow, man, it may not be a job for you. But from what we understand, your people got plenty of money, so that's not going to be a problem. Uh, but Johnny, some of us are concerned about you um, as a role model, honestly, because a lot of kids look up to this guy, Johnny Mazel. He's a Heisman Trophy winner. He's always going to be in the spotlight of football, especially college football, Um we, we're gonna look at him as as that guy, you know, um, money man, money man Johnny Manziel. So, Johnny, get yourself together because people want to see you around for twenty years. Like we look at people like Billy Sims and um, Tony Dorsett at the Heisman ceremony, twenty and thirty years after they won the trophies. We want to see you there too. We see Jim Plunkett and um, and other former um, superstar quarterbacks, uh, Heisman Trophy winning quarterbacks. We want to see you there too, Johnny. So, hey, a lot of people pulling for this guy, Johnny Manziel, and I think Drew, Ho- Drew uh, Rosenhaus might be exactly what he needs to get his uh, career um, back on track. And um, you never know. Um, Drew might be, might be that guy to uh, help Johnny do the right things. You know, the, the word is the uh, Cleveland Browns have shown interest in Robert. Now, uh, some of us are still concerning ourselves with Robert. You know, it's Robert. Robert. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't. I can't call this guy RG three, but Robert Griffin the third. Is he back? What is his career gonna be? What are, What are we gonna see from um, from Robert Griffin? Are we gonna see um, a player that we saw some years ago, or, or are we gonna see um, this? What we What we Thought we were going to see in the future, because a lot of people thought this guy was going to be the next up and coming of uh, something greater than Randall Cunningham, um, or someone that was going to be as good as Tom Brady. And then we saw the the arrogance and the um, the lack of concern for his teammates, and and actually I think um, the selfishness of um, of Robert Griffin. And anytime you see selfishness. And, and athletes, we that that's the last thing we want to see because it's it's a um, that makes a, that makes less team and more me. And anytime you make it more about me and less about the team, it's never gonna work. Hey guys, we're gonna take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back after these messages with more sports info. 
Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Hosts J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The SmackDown is on for Spring Gobblers. And the revolution with Jim and Travis here with Killer Fresh Tactics that'll surely help you tag out turkey style. And joining the boys for a special in-depth three-part interview will be Michael Waddell, host of Michael Waddell's Bone Collector, and Real Tree Road Trips with Michael Waddell and Matt Moret of Avian X. And it's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, and World Fishing Network. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, guys. It's a whole lot going on in the world of sports. But Hulk Hogan actually just got $115 million for having sex with his buddy's old lady. My goodness. And how lucky can one man get? Hulk Hogan got $115 million. And if you know this guy, that his buddy, so-called buddy, I mean, if, if you ever been in Florida, especially in West Florida, in the 90s, and you heard this guy named Bubba the Love Bug on the radio. He was one vulgar cat. I mean, he said some things that was just outright nasty and rude. But when we look at Hulk Hogan, come on, Hulk. Yeah, he get $115 million and say Hulk might get just, he might only get $55 million. Wow, that's a lot of money. And congratulations, Hulk. But now they're saying... Um, I'm sure that there's going to be an appeal by this by this internet company that Hulk is going to be is suing, and it's a possibility that he may not get nothing. So let's wait and see what happens with that. Good luck, Hulk, and keep yourself together, Hulk. You ain't getting no younger, brother. You know, the uh, White Howard, the White Howard is stuck again. This cat is now possibly going to be suspended for using stick them in the game? 
Come on, Dwight. What's what's the deal? Stick him? I, I, I'm I'm still trying to figure that out. You know, this guy Dwight Howard, he's he's gone through so many teams that he he he's made teams bad. I mean, when he was with Orlando, he went from making that team a good team to making that team a very bad team. And then it, when he was with the Lakers, he went from making that team a decent team to basically just leaving them in disarray. And now he's with the Houston Rockets. And here's another team that was good. And um, this team has lost their coach. And it seems like Dwight Howard has a trail of, of, of graveyard coaches as well. When he leaves, the coach ends up leaving. Or before he leaves, the coach ends up leaving. And here, Kevin McHale, who a lot of people thought was a very good coach, and um, brought Dwight Howard into the program to, to hopefully make this team a contender. But um, he has not done that at all. If anything, Dwight Howard is, um, is leaving the Houston Rockets at the end of this season, if not before, in disarray and not in, not in a good place at all. Uh, hey, guys, we got Justin calling in. Justin, what's going on? What's happening, Daryl? How are you? Hey, doing good. How things over there in Orlando, Florida? A little chilly at the moment, but we'll get over it, you know. Yeah, you know, Florida, this part of Florida, especially, you know, um, it doesn't stay cold long. We we have to realize if we get, what, 14 days of cold weather, we should be happy and satisfied. Hey, I'm from the north. I'll take 14 days of cold weather over six months of snow. Right. Yeah. Hey, Justin, uh, what's going on with um with the world of golf? I know you're still plugging along and doing your thing. How, how's your golf game going? Hey, it's getting there. You know, it's a process. It takes time. It takes, you know, some work. But it, the, the game of golf has never been stronger, man. It's, it's, it's a great time to be a golfer. Yeah, yeah. You making any money yet? Oh, uh, you know, I make I make a couple bucks here and there. I, uh, <laughs> I played in a tournament uh, about two weeks ago up in Pennsylvania. Uh, not Pennsylvania. Uh, right outside of Pensacola, I think it was. And, I mean, uh-huh. it was a pretty good pay, pretty good payout, uh, but you, know, nice. you, you don't start you don't start winning money until you get into these big name tournaments like the Arnold Palmer. That's where the money is being made right there. Yeah, and uh, you being over there in Orlando, uh, were you able to um, have an opportunity to go to the Orlando to the Arnold Palmer yesterday and over the yeah, weekend? I was, out, I was out there yesterday. Uh, one of my good friends is uh, the director of instruction out there at Bay Hill, so he plugged me in good. Um, one of the locals, Rob Oppenheim, made it into the field. Uh, good to see a local boy play. Um, man, you know, there's never been there's never been a dull moment at the at the Arnold Palmer Invitational when it comes to winning and and you know down the stretch and contention. There's always always a good show to be had. And uh, and yesterday, uh, who did you have your eye on? Who were you pulling for in uh, doing the Arnold Palmer in Orlando? Um, you know, Jason Day, he's, he's a very hard guy to not root for. You know, he's very down-to-earth, uh, a very humble guy who, who started golf from such a tragedy. Uh, you know, it ended up being the best thing that ever happened to him. He's actually from my way up north. He lives in Cleveland. Hey, Matt, did we, did we lose? Okay. All right, let's, let's talk to Ernie then. Let's talk to Ernie for a minute. Ernie, what's going on? What's going on, Daryl? How you doing? Hey, loving life, man, and welcome to the Sports Info You and Radio Show on the Voice America okay. Radio. All right, all right. 
Yeah. Hey, and, and guys, let's let's fill you in on Ernie Parrish. Ernie Parrish, University of Miami. Uh, Ernie, you have two national championships or one? Just one, sir. Just one, one national championship with the um, 19, 1987 national championship yeah, team. 1987, yeah. Yep, yeah, and sir. we were teammates for three years while I, while I was in college. Yeah. At yeah. the University of Miami. Ernie, a hard worker, a, a great teammate, and a fun guy to be around all the time. Well, thank you, D. I appreciate yeah. that. I'm not going to mention what a ladies' man you were because I know you're married now. You know what I mean? But anyway, we're going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ernie, um, anyway, uh, hey, man, what are you, how are your feelings about what's going on down in, in the Coral Gables? You know, uh, we, we, we born and we bleed that orange and green, and Mark Ricks is our new coach. Mark was a teammate of mine for one year while I was at the University of Miami. He was a senior when I was yeah. a freshman. Yeah, I remember that. Looking at some of the old pictures, going back to the history of the University of Miami, I see Mark Ricks there. Um, I think he's doing a real good job down there, you know. So we'll get a little glimpse on it on uh, April 15th, see what's going on with it. But what I've seen, I like. So I hope him the, you know, the best, the best. I hope he does a fantastic job down there. I know he's going to do a good job. Uh, I really think he's going to – I'm confident that he's going to do a good job. But you're, you're down there in Miami. Um, you live in, in, in South Florida. And what's, what's, the, what's, what's the beat of, of, uh, of the University of Miami program down there? Is it, is it a lot of excitement about Mark? Is it, a, is it more excitement about what it, where is this team going to go and what direction we're going in? What's, going, what's, think- what's the feel? I think it's a little bit of everything, you know, because like he said, he's coming in there, he's getting the kids together. I've seen a little program they had on uh, Facebook where he got the kids up early. They're doing morning drills, you know what I mean? Kind of building mm-hmm. camaraderie around them. So, yeah, I think, you know, the excitement is everywhere. And everybody's down here is pretty, you know, happy to be, happy that he came here and um, doing the job that he's doing. So it's very upbeat around here. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I, I feel the same way uh, up here in uh, in northern Florida. You know, the, a lot of people, you know, we, we, we have some some haters and naysayers because it's a lot of people where I'm at. I'm not too far from Jacksonville. So we have a okay. lot of Georgia fans up here. Right. And, uh, right. and and when you tell these Georgia fans how happy we are that Mark Rick, former University of Miami, Hurricane quarterback, and... Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, went on to be the offense coordinator at FSU, then go on to be the head coach at Georgia. You know, how happy we are to have him back. The, qu- right. the things I hear in response to that is that, well, he couldn't win the big game. You know, well, and all I'm telling them is, hey, just get us to the big game. I'm tired of going to Orlando to see us get beat by a mediocre team. Get us to go. a big game, and I think we can handle our business when we get yeah, there. Yeah, and I think yeah, and I think we will get over the top. You know what I mean? Because, like you said, I think he's going to do that, and he's going to bring the kids in, the right kids into the program. So it will happen down here, and I think yeah. it'll happen soon. Yeah, I, I think so too, Ernie. Yeah, and um, you know, I, I think we have to um, we have to give Mark a little more credit for um, I, not not giving more credit, but I think Mark is one of those guys that's gonna hold this team accountable. I mean, right. and, and he's going to hold his coaching staff accountable. I mean, when you, you see go. our team, you know, add up to 15 and 18 penalties per game, that's ridiculous. You know, yeah. and, and these are just, 
Go ahead. I said the discipline wasn't there in the past. Yeah, you can. It, see it has not been there. I mean, yeah. and I'm talking about <laughs> tackling people out of bounds to just plain old lining up offside. You know, these, these yeah. are penalties that are just silly, and they really aggravate um, aggravate uh, uh, former players, especially guys like us. Yes. Yes, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Well, we yeah. came up in an era when you, you know, you had to ask for a glass. You had to ask for a drink of water. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. yeah. You know, some things have really changed. You know, and then you look at some things as um, as simple as mouthpieces. Um, Doctor Mariani, the same dentist, same doctor that was there when we were there. Mm-hmm. He takes care. He still make the same mouthpieces that we had. You know what wow. I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, some things have changed, but then there's some things that just stay the same, brother. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, hey, man, a lot of people are expected to come back this year for our annual reunion in April, April 15th. For all the former players out there listening and um, don't know when it is, it's April 15th. It's a players-only um, event that evening. Um, right. So, and then the Saturday is the spring game at Lockhart Stadium. And uh, mm-hmm. everyone's invited to that. And uh, that's always right. a good time, man. It's so good yeah, to see all good. the guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Always good to see people you haven't seen in a while. Yeah. yeah. And hey, as a matter of fact, I just got in the mail today. Uh, um, I went to an event with Kenny Calhoun where Keith Walker was there. Kenny Calhoun, um, uh, Moselle Axon, he played in the 70s. Uh, wow. No, he played in the 80s, I apologize. Moselle finished, I think, in 81. And uh, then there was um, Julio Cortez. He showed up. Oh, uh, did he? Okay. Myself and Eddie Williams. Eddie played a okay. year before you before you came in. But um, we were all there and had a, had a really good time. But today, Kenny Calhoun sent me a letter, a, a thank you note. And he also said that there's going to be an after party for uh, after reunion on Friday night at Duffy's, where we're going to be um, hosting Coach uh, Hubbard Alexander. You remember Coach okay. Axe? Yeah, Coach so Jack. Coach Axe is okay. coming, and um, yeah. we're going to have an after party for him, and everybody going to be there at Duffy's. And, uh, hey, man, it should be a big thing. You know, Coach Axe has oh, called the show a couple of times. Yes, okay. Yeah. Yeah, we had him on here, and they had a lot of guys call in that night when he was on. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so be ready for that, too, uh, Ernie. All right, I will. I will. I will inform some more players about that too. About that, yeah. uh, after Coach Act, I'll do that. At, at Duffy's in the Gables. Yeah. Now, okay. Calhoun just sent me that note um, today. I received it today. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. I will yeah. let the other guys know too. Please do. Yeah. Hey, well, uh, Ernie, uh, you want to give a shout out to anybody? I don't want to hold you up too long. No, I just want to, you know, wish everybody. You know, hopefully we'll have a good football season. Going and enjoy some games, and uh, you know, let's just do this thing right, uh, Coach Ricks. We're waiting on we uh we want this to happen, sir. Yeah, we want, we it, want to it to happen bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah man, we got to scratch this itching real, real bad, man. That is true. I mean, and we we want this thing to happen, you know that, and you know, and we we we're just so impatient because we saw how our program just went from nothing to something. Real right, quick. you know what I mean, and it stayed yeah. something for a long, long time. But we yeah. all know that um, easy come, easy go. So we just got to make it come back easy again. 
There you go. Yep. And there I don't know go, if it's going to be easy. But we're ready for it, Ernie. We're going to do this oh. regardless. Hey, thank you for calling Sports Info. You on radio show, Ernie. All right, Daryl. Anytime, brother. Hey, I appreciate it. Hey, Matt, we have uh, James on the line from Jacksonville. What's going on, James? Hey, man, everything good? Everything good? You know, I'm so glad you called, James. I'm really so very, very glad that you called. You know, um, we were talking about this earlier. As a matter of fact, we opened a show with this because it's it's almost like one of those shock things. You know what I mean? And, and mm-hmm. you know, like when I was a school teacher, they used to tell me, do something first thing in the, the first couple of minutes of the class to shock them and get their attention. Monty Kiffin, 76 years old, signed as a defensive assistant for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Come on, man. Dude, every time they take two steps forward, they end up making one or two steps back. Now, they had an outstanding um, free agency. Outstanding. They got some real pieces in that. Now we get to see exactly what they're doing last year. I figured they almost got them a, a, a playoff run. They came real close. This year, it should be no question on whether they make the playoffs. You you really think they're going to make the playoffs this year? I'm telling you, with looking at the at the landscape of the division, I think I think they got a real shot, man. I really think the Jaguars with and I I really admire Monty Kiffin, and 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 nothing against old people, nothing, but I just don't think that. He has the he has what it takes, the stamina, the endurance, to be an NFL assistant coach. Now I could see maybe if they had hired him as a, I said this earlier in the show. I could see if they had hired him as a consultant. But you mean a guy that's beyond? Do you know really how hot it's going to be in Jacksonville in August? <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah, man, it's gonna be. And, 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 and really, and really, James, really, how many times are they gonna practice in August? A day? How many times a day are they gonna practice in August? At least twice. At least twice, probably for two or three weeks. And at I'm saying, twice. are we gonna? Is yeah, he gonna be? Two days going on for at least a month. Uh, is he gonna be an intricate part of those kind of drills and whatnot? Are we really wasting this? Not wasting, but. I think they could have taken a younger and more energetic and, and a really knowledgeable coach to have think, have this position. And I think what Jacksonville is really trying to do, my my opinion, is they're trying to create a, a defensive culture that Jacksonville have not had. And you do that through experience. Now, they went and got the most experienced person they could find, which I think was the thinking. Because basically, you want to put set up a foundation, the defensive foundation, and I think that's why they got him. And the problem really is the secondary. But you can't fix the secondary unless you unless you be in the basics, and that is where Jacksonville falls short. They got some guys that's fast. They got some guys that hit hard, but the technique has got to be there. It's got to have the fundamentals. It's the same as basketball. You've got to have the fundamentals. And what happens is these guys get so fast and so big and strong, they forget about the fundamentals, and they just do it on straight athleticism. 
And that athleticism only going to get you so far. It ain't going to get you to the playoffs. Fundamentals get you to the playoffs. Bill Belichick proved it every year. Fundamentals get you there. I, I agree with you totally. I, I, I agree. And, and what you're saying is, uh, and, and honestly what you're saying is, is Monty Kiffin is a great person for that job to help them get their fundamentals down, is what you're saying. That's yes. what you're insinuating. Yes. A All new right. coach couldn't do that. A new coach going to come in with a new scheme. He's going to come in doing it the new school way. A old coach ain't going to do that. And Monty Kiffin is coming in, and and he's just going to K-I-S-S, baby. Keep it simple, and let's Keep play some simple. old school football. It, exactly. And it, and it's how well you keep it simple. How well you do the simple things, like footwork, hand right. hand movement, balance. All so these he's things coach what up. Jacksonville has been liking. These are the things that they've been liking. So, and I agree with you. And, and James, I'm going to tell you something. In, in something as simple as a linebacker dropping, if he drops two steps too far or two yards too far or two yards too short, he's made a big mistake. And those are some of the little things that you see other teams in position where you see the Jaguars out of position a lot of times. Exactly. So I you think if those over, are some of those little over, things that over. if Monty Kiffin can come in and, and, and dot some of those I's, cross some of those T's, you know, he, he, hey, man, you, you about to make me a believer. I hope he. I hope he can come in and do and do this. I really do. But that that's that's fundamental football, you know. When and that stems from ownership, you know. Ownership is the person that's that's saying fundamentals, fundamentals, fundamentals. Coaches they preach scheme. Coaches they speak habits. You know what I'm saying? We want you to have good habits, but your good habits should be fundamental. These are some of the the, the basic principles of football. They teach that in Pop Warner. So when when you at that at that level, when you're using the top one percent of all football players and it's fundamentally driven, these guys should be exploding off the ball because that's fundamental. That's the way the game is played. And I mean and they and now and they 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 tackling is just so bad. It's it's just atrocious. So you got to go back to the fundamentals of tackling. Don't wrap your arms around him. Watch his hips. Don't go ahead and swing on his shoulders. Hit him in the middle. You know what I'm saying? These are the things that's taught early on. Derek, you know these things. And when you see him out there doing it, you the only thing you can say is, if that guy was a little bit bigger, he'd grab him a little faster. But that's not the case. If he'd have grabbed him faster from the beginning and then properly, do it when he made them yards. And that's what it boiled down to. I, 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 I would agree with you, James. I, I do agree. Because, you know, the Jaguars, they've really just not been a good team for a long time. I mean, and, and I go all the way back to Tom Coughlin, you know. But when we look at Tom Coughlin, what was, what was he notorious for? Working his players too hard. Keeping them out there too late. Making them do things they didn't want to do. But then when these guys realized that Tom Coughlin was the man, knew exactly what he was talking about, what did he end up doing? Winning two Super Bowls, and the Jaguars haven't been the same since he left. Exactly. And he took, you got to remember, too, Tom Coughlin took a team that was no team. He started from scratch. You know what I'm saying? And when you got a coach that can start it from scratch and then peace put in players, 
Now your ownership have to get behind the program that your coach has set out. And that was a conflict of interest. And I, that, I, I, and I believe I, that's what did Tom Coughlin in here in Jacksonville. Is that he was too harsh on his players? It wasn't that he was too harsh. It's the fundamentals that drove Tom Coughlin. They say the same thing about him in, in New York. Fundamentals. We practice it every day. You know, it don't matter. And that was the biggest complaint about Tom Coughlin, is that he would not stray away from fundamentals. He would stay right in his zone and do fundamentals. And what he did, he found players that did fundamental work outstanding. You know, it's good. It's easy to find you a 6'5", 260-pound tight end, but if he can't run a route, if he won't step back and block, what good is it? A la Mercedes Lewis. And they just re-signed him. And I can't understand why. I still don't understand that move. I don't you understand know? why. He must be got something on. He must be holding something back on the, on the management over there. He must be got something in a book or something. I'm you know, and, and, and James, you're absolutely no right. He is because way we, more valuable as a, as a trade than he is as a player. We've seen what he produced in the last year. Yes, and we've, and we've seen a lot of guys leave Jacksonville and go on to be Pro Bowl players. Get you ring. Know, I mean, Pro Bowl play, players. Multiple year Pro Bowl players when they were yeah. barely hanging on the roster in Jacksonville are just basically looking bad as players in Jacksonville. And I think that's I think you're absolutely right when you touch on the issue of fundamentals. Because Tom got Tom Tom Coughlin was truly a, a fundamentalist and that's he, he believed in it. And I know Monty Kiffin, as old school as he is, at seventy six years old, he's coming in here with the same philosophy that hey we're going to fundamental, fundamental, fundamental. And I think that's going to make a big difference in this team. Hey, James, would you hold on through the break? Hey, guys, this is Sports Info UM on the Voice America Radio. We'll be back after these messages. Your internet flagship station for sports... Sports. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. 
Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. We have James on the line from Jacksonville. James was giving us a, a little update on what's going on in Jacksonville besides... Um, Monty Kiffin, that's the latest news, that he signed as an assistant um, coach at 76 years old. You know, I was looking at some of the assistants on this team, and Monty's probably about, it takes four of those guys to make his age, James. Hey, Darrell. Um, yeah. What was, your, what was your four at a time? <laughs> hey, well, you, you want a real time? Oh, you want NFL time? I want NFL time. Oh, okay. Well, in the NFL, I ran a four-five-one for the Seattle Seahawks at camp, and that was after some days in camp. We had been there for about, I think, two or three weeks. So my legs weren't all of that, but I ran four-five-one, and the guy told me, he "said Man, that's really nice," and I didn't really think that much of it because I ran faster. So, yeah. so what do you think about this guy that's running a, a um a, a five five four hundred and fifty pound four hundred and five pound? Wow, man! What do I think? <laughs> <laughs> I think how much does he weigh again? Four hundred pounds? Four hundred five pounds. He's the heaviest heaviest receiver to to to, to put himself in the combine. 405 pounds. I think that um, I think if he lost 40 pounds and wore 360, he'd run for something. And I think that's what the coaches think. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Come on. You know, I don't think anybody, I don't think, well, I say that, but it's just a matter of time before we see guys in the NFL weighing 400 pounds. You understand what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. we see them now at 340 pounds. We see them at 340 pounds now, so I don't see why not. We, we're not going to be taking, seeing these guys Darryl, at 340 pounds. Yeah. Hey. This was a receiver in college. Uh, you know, I, <laughs> I, I definitely don't see him playing in the NFL at 400 pounds. So you don't think I don't know, man. He made Sports Illustrated. He might. He might, depending on depending on who he get. Now nobody invited him to the combine. Nobody, I mean, nobody's really looking at him hard. But 
I don't know, man. There's something about his footwork that's got to be, and his shuttle time, his shuttle time might have been better than yours. He did a 4.5 shuttle time. Well, I I really um uh um uh, hey the four hundred pound tight end Laquan McCarron. There you go from Baylor. From Baylor. Yes. Well, we know that I'm gonna tell you now what has happened in the past with these guys that are tight ends that are that big. They eventually play offensive line. Exactly. Yeah, so he, I could see him possibly being a tackle in uh, in professional football, and maybe because now nowadays, you know, sometimes they have plays that where the tackle is eligible, so they might even make him a, and they might just make him a tight end. Being that big, who, who knows? You know, you could That's be you could set a real good it. pit downfield at four hundred pounds. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I don't know. I agree, man. I agree wholeheartedly. I, 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 I don't think. I think my man got. If he, if he stick with it and get on a diet like he's supposed to, I think it's possible. He got the, he got the natural ability. He, he, he just got to have the, the, the um, discipline. Laquan McGowan. Um, hey, this guy. Hey, four hundred pounds. Ah, you know, you really, you really have to be. A little skeptical about about that, but I like I said, I think there is a, a spot for him in the NFL, and I'm not saying that that he has to play offensive line. I think if he can, if he's played tight end in college, it's possible he could play um, tight end in the pros. But he's more than likely going to be moved to um, offensive line. Uh, offensive line. line. Yeah. Even if he moved the defensive line, his footwork got to be tremendous. I, I could I could really see him uh, definitely playing uh, offensive line in the NFL. Yeah. So hey, I, I, that's, that's very interesting. That's that's very 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 interesting. I guess this is a name that we have to uh, keep on our radar too. Just you know, to see, I, you know. Yeah, well, he's definitely a wait and see. I hope the Jaguars don't take an interest in him. Me too. <laughs> I, I, have a chance. I hope he goes to the coast. Yeah, but hey, and um, this this kid, this kid is no, he's no small small guy either. You know, he's he's a he's a big four hundred pound kid. He's not. Yeah, a, he's six not, six. He ain't no little cat. Yeah, he's six six, four hundred pounds. Yeah, I think that's a legitimate size. And like I said, if he loses 40 pounds at 360 pounds, I think he's a, a much, much better athlete. And I think people will really take a, a much more of a serious look at him at 360 pounds than they would at, at 400 pounds. I agree. I yeah. agree totally. Definitely. I agree totally. What do you say about your boy Derrick Henry? Do you think he's going to make as big an impact as, as they are proclaiming? From what I understand, um, Derrick Henry's projections are to not make a big impact in um, in professional football, and, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 I'm not so sure about that. I I, I see Derrick Henry um, being a productive running back, and I think some team is uh, probably going to be lucky to get him in the second round. And I think because of the the history with these Alabama running backs. Um, 
I think that's going to probably hurt him more than more than anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And not to say not to say Lacey has has been a um a, a bad running back. I think he's been a pretty good running back, but he's he's well, had this last year it's, excluded. We're not going to count this last year, but prior to that, I would agree with you. Yeah. Yeah, but Clint Richardson, he really, he he really put a damper um, on being a first round running back from Alabama. You know his production, mm-hmm. his behavior, his eating habits, his everything mm-hmm. has just made uh, put a big question mark by Alabama running backs. You know, I, I so, agree. But when you see Derrick Henry run, who he look like? I'd say he look a little bit like Eric Dickerson. That thank you. That's what I. That's what everybody. That's what I thought when I seen him. He looked a lot like Eric Dickerson. I think Eric Dickerson's feet were a little quicker than um than him, and I think Eric Dickerson may have hit the hole just a little quicker. But is that to say this kid's uh, vision is not as good or better than Eric Dickerson's was? Is that to say that he's more powerful than Eric Dickerson? So I think he has some pluses. Uh. On, on his side that, that are going to be really good for him, and I think he's going to be a pretty good running back um, in the NFL. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'd like to see that. So with the fifth draft pick, Darrell, what, what do you think the Jags are going to do? You know, uh, I, really, I really think the Jags have to. Um, I, I've been saying this for a while, but I think they have to go out and find uh, a wide receiver but I don't think they're going to want to take a chance on a wide receiver with that pick. They're going to probably take an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman, more than likely an offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and that's playing it safe. That's yeah. playing it and safe. That's, that's playing it safe. And that's the M.O. of the Jaguars. You know what I'm saying? When you play it safe like that, it extends. It extends your winning time. You follow what I'm saying? Instead of you winning next year, you playing it safe in the draft, that puts you back three years. You follow I, what I'm saying? Yeah. If you take chances in the draft and you can, can accomplish what you set out to do, such as a la safety, strong safety, um, linebacker, quarterback. See, those positions are, are, are marquee positions because the, the, the mindset of the individual player is that he's trying to be captain of that team in those positions. So, and it'd be a first-round draft, then you are trying to, 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 to motivate and, and, and excel your team by being that particular player. Now, if you keep going and get offensive linemen, defensive linemen, trading away your pick, all that is pushing you back to another year, pushing you back, pushing you back. I don't know. I think that, I think that if it was up to me, I would get a quarterback first thing. First, fifth round draft pick, go find me a quarterback. Right off the bat. And that would do two things. That's going to put Borders in a, in a position where he has to compete to keep his job. It'll keep him sharp. And you got a quality backup without a, 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 without a loosey-goosey backup. And that's what I think. I mean, well, that's just I, my the NFL—they don't think like that. The NFL think that'd be a waste because they took a quarterback first last year. They need some instant impact. That's somebody that's going to help them right away. And and that would be a waste to have that player sit on the bench for a season. Now that's just how they think in the NFL. I see your point, point. Um, and I, I really think that uh, that 
um, Bortles maybe needs somebody to back him up. Because when you hear about him and Henny, they're all buddies, they golfing partners. You know, neither one of them are going to push each other. You know, because no. they don't want to really push each other. That's never going to help the Jaguars be a better they team. Why would I have somebody? I'm not even afraid of this dude. And, my, and, and the dude that I'm, that I'm competing against, his name is Check Down Henny. Check Down Chad. Come on, man. Ain't, ain't no. Ain't, ain't spook. Football is an aggressive sport. Aggressiveness. So, yeah. being an aggressive sport, you have to go at it with the same type of aggression that you look to get back. I, I would agree. I, I would agree. Hey, Jane, we got to get out of here, man. It's almost time to go. But thanks for calling the show. Hey, no problem, my man. Hey, appreciate it. Don't be a stranger. Call the Sports Info you and Radio Show anytime. We're here every Monday night from 8 to 9 o'clock. Give us a call. Hey, no problem. I will do. I, I really appreciate it, brother. Yep. Always good talking to James out of Jacksonville. And, um... You know, guys, we're about to get out of here, but um, before we go, you know, um, it's a terrible thing when you see um, a young man um, just lose his life over something that some of us may call senseless or some of us may just say um, he was a young kid having a good time. But um, a rookie cornerback, Trey Walker, uh, lost his life in a motorcycle accident um, last Friday, and it's just a tragedy that um, such a young, beautiful life is gone. And uh, so many people have to be sad after this because, you know, to see such a, a twinkling star be taken from us so quickly and so simple. And uh, I'm sure we haven't heard the last of this story and all that has happened and all that is going to happen and all the investigation and everything. But, guys, if you're going to ride a motorcycle, wear a helmet. That's all I'm going to say. Wear a helmet. Hey, guys, it's always fun. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we'll be back here next week with more sports information on the Voice America Radio. And you're listening to the Sports Info UM Radio Show. Sports Inforium, baby. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.